With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Your baseball life. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask about the Friday KXNO lunch special. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, our final hour of the week. Murph and Andy coming up with one, the Fanatics, of course, in here at three. In about 20 minutes or thereabouts, we'll get our friend Dave Sproul in here, KSI uh, in Ames. He will join us. We will talk about Iowa State and then give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Off we go to Vegas. We shall go. He's Mike Palm, VP of Ops at Circus Sports. Morning, Mike. Trenton Ken, how are you? Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Trent. Perfect. It's beautiful out here. It should be about 78 degrees today. Awesome. And I can't ask for much more than that. It's the, uh, what's your favorite month of the year weather-wise in Vegas? This has to be one of them, right? April's pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, October's probably my number one, and then I'd put April 2nd and probably March 3rd. Yeah, those 118 degree <laughs> days in July. <laughs> just, uh, they can, they can take a toll. Well, let's talk sports. That is, after all, uh, what we like to discuss with you and sports wagering in particular. Uh, let's go back to last night first, Mike, because it was a hell of a game. It really was. A&M and Xavier was an entertaining basketball game. So, two part question. Uh, the NIT is leaving Madison Square Garden. Do you believe that Las Vegas will throw its hat in the ring as a potential destination? for the NIT going forward? Uh, yeah, absolutely, for the Final Four, because it, it sets up perfectly. Like, next year, the West Regional is, is at T-Mobile. So, oh. I mean, this is then, you get done with the rest West Regional, and you can host an event then Tuesday, Thursday, right after that. I mean, you've already got all your staff there and ready. So it would make a lot of sense uh, because of the timing of it. Interesting. You know, there's been so many conference tournaments that have moved there. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have the non-conference tournaments that are also there. What's next? You know, one thing you see, Portland, they've been putting together the Phil Knight Invitational. I, I think the Iowa women are invited to that next year out in Portland. How about an in-season event for college basketball? It's something where we get into the doldrums. We get the SEC Big 12 Challenge. It's okay. But is there something else that could be done maybe in January or February to push college basketball back into the forefront once we get through college football. Has Vegas got any ideas? Do you got any ideas for that, Mike Palm? Well, you know, they do a lot of stuff, but it's all in December, right? Mm. Uh, uh, and they've had some good things where they do these four, Carolina and Ohio State and Kentucky. They come out here, UCLA. UCLA play good. UCLA had like four games scheduled in, in Vegas this year, so it's a short trip for them. I mean, it's nice to have this. I don't know if you could do a you could do a weekend or do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where something. They should probably do like a uh, Pac-12 Big 
big West challenge, West Coast Conference challenge. Yeah. I mean, that that would be interesting because that conference keeps getting deeper. It's not just Gonzaga anymore. Right. You see St. Mary's a perennial top 25 team and BYU is competitive. I mean, I don't know if you do, you go all the way down, but maybe you take the top six from each conference and do something like that. Uh, one, one more on potential Vegas destinations here. What's next? Uh, you, it's a three-part question. Vegas will get an NBA team, an MLB team, or neither of the above? Uh, well, I think we'd get an uh, MLB team before we got a uh, NBA team. I think that's what the casino owners would want, the city would want. Uh, I think it benefits you more. There's more games. There's more opportunities for, you know, whatever. The Chicago fans coming in, St. Louis yeah. fans coming in, you know, Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. fans, Yankees fans coming to see a series <laughs> here. Um, you have to build a dome stadium, yeah. obviously, because of the heat in the summer. It's not reasonable to play all your games at 8 o'clock local time, right? Nobody would see the games on on the East Coast, you wouldn't get much of a following nationally uh, with the team. We will get soccer. They're going to bring a soccer team here, an MLS team here um, that will be playing here, I believe, in 20, 2023, actually next year, uh, is the plan. So that's next in terms of significant sports, soccer. And then baseball's got a lot of different things. You know, the A's kind of shopped mm-hmm. around and things there. I, you know, how about if we built a baseball stadium in, like, Every team played one home series awesome. here. Hmm. I, I mean, something like yes. that, I think, would really work. You know, and people uh-huh. would come. The fans want to come to Vegas anyhow. Right. And I think you'd sell out all these games here. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the best idea I've heard. That really is good. Uh, Mike Palm, uh, VP of Operations at Circus Sport and maybe my, my Major League Baseball at some <laughs> point. Because that, that, uh, that was right on. Uh, so back to last night. What kind, of, uh, what kind of business did you do? It was a great game. really was entertaining A&M and Xavier. Uh, what kind of right did you guys have? That uh, was good. It was very good. We we wrote uh, six figures on the game, you know, standalone game, and uh, we did well on it. People bet A and M, and why wouldn't they? I mean, they've yep. been so dominant. Game went uh, game open. The number in the semifinal, I thought, was silly, one and a half. It should have probably been four as well. Now four and a half, and then we got to five, and we were about to head to five and a half right before the game started. It was all all A and M money, and like you say, terrific game. 17 lead changes and a lucky shot to win it yeah. um, for Xavier. But, uh, you know, it's everything you wanted in a final. Former Hawkeye Jack Nungy with the hook shot heard around MSG and <laughs> yeah. certainly around Cincinnati as Xavier gets it done. Well, Mike, let's do the uh, the games coming up this weekend. Let's start with game one, Villanova against Kansas. Of course, the injury to Moore. I know that has scared a lot of people away from Nova. I'm going to guess that you guys are going to need Nova at least to cover in the game. What are you guys seeing right now at Circus Sports? Well, we opened it four. It went to four and a half by Monday. I haven't seen too many uh, Villanova bets, but we're still at four and a half. I think I, I would think it's going to get to five. Um, I don't know anybody that's talking about Villanova. Um, you're going to see a lot of. Kansas money line to Duke money line parlays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're probably going to need one of those two teams to lose. Although our future market, we have one terrible result and three good results. Carolina. We do not want Carolina to win at all. Mm. Um, people started, when they beat Baylor, uh, people started hitting them pretty hard. You know, they were still long, still over 20 to 1 at that point. And uh, so we took some significant bets on them. And then you know, after they beat UCLA, the odds came down, but people bet them again because of the path against St. Peter's. So 
we we don't want Carolina to win, and yet we don't want Duke and Kansas both to win on Saturday. So somewhere something's got to happen. Perhaps a Villanova win would be our best result. Uh, St. Peter's, you mentioned them. Um, how big of a uh, a blow was that to to the books? I guess across Las Vegas. I mean, I know Derek Stevens, his tongue was firmly in cheek, and by the way, he will join us on our television show on MediaCom next week. Looking forward to catching up with uh, with Derek Stevens, who built Circa. Uh, but was St. Peter's a lot of folks buying tickets on them? I'm su- I'm assuming the tournament for for most for most of the properties has been good, with that exception. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been exceptional. Um, it was a bad result Friday night. Not, not just the money. There were a few money line bets at plus 675. And then during the game, you know, they were still even competitive at halftime and down three or four. It was still over plus five dollars to win that game early in the second half. So we took a few there, but a lot of people took 13. Um, but you know, we got most of that back. Um, you get most of that back in the other results of all the money line parlays that lost during this tournament. I mean, it's been a really good tournament. The tournament is the tournament. People talk about Super Bowl and that, but the tournament for the books is much better because yeah. there are so many games, and you know what the trend in sports betting is: is to make these money line parlays, and people think they're they're getting free money. Let's you know put four teams that are eight, nine, ten, or more point favorites together, and almost at every stage of the tournament, those those tickets have gone down, including with the. The Iowa Hawkeyes right away uh, on opening weekend. So it, it's been a very, very good tournament. So right now going on, this is one of the weirdest things. I haven't had an edible since I was in Vegas with Ken <laughs> last summer, but I feel like I'm on one right now because the World Cup draw is happening for soccer coming up in November, December, and Cutter. And this thing is wild. I mean, there, there's dancing people and there's all kinds of colors. This thing's nuts. But the question for you, Mike, is, how quickly after the draw comes, we'll find out what group the U.S. and and everybody else is here. Hopefully, pretty soon. How quickly will you guys have odds to win the group to get to the knockout stage? Those kind of props up at Circa. Probably next week. Okay, because we don't we we don't do a tremendous amount of soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Or pay attention to it. So probably after the final game, they'll sit down on Tuesday and and they'll have their notes from from today. But because we're not going to take a lot of bets on it uh, right now. Um, Unless you're trying to fade the USA, I would think. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably next week here. It's interesting, though, right? Soccer is growing in popularity. Yeah. And, you know, Vegas is cer- certainly an eclectic community. You have a lot of Hispanics that follow not only the Mexican soccer, but the South American soccer. A lot of different bars here yeah. cater to different European sections, especially, you know, there's certain bars that always play EPL. We're trying to get more into the EPL, obviously, uh, because. You fill those morning hours when nobody's around at right. 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Pacific time when those games go off. Yeah, uh, and and you have you know you have French people and, and Italians and all this right. So they're all very big on soccer. We here in the U.S. don't really understand it. It's, it's not one of our sports, but people from around the world are very passionate about it. So. It's great in terms of timing to have programming at those hours. No doubt, and in December, if it uh, what if the game t- uh, goes off at seven o'clock, that'd be five o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I think it's a eight hours here, ten hour uh, time zone. Anyways, uh, so let's get to let's get to the other the, the main event, I guess, Saturday night, North Carolina and Duke. What have you seen? And and can, can you make? I mean, how do you see the game? And then what are you seeing betting wise? Well, you know, it's been two ways so far. I'm I'm really interested to see the handle on this game. I think it's probably going to double uh, the first game's handle, or if not more. I asked them all yesterday on our program on said, you know, still 
Bird and, and, and Magic, 1979, is still the most viewed mm-hmm. television game in basketball, NBA or college, right? It still holds that after you know, 43 years. Is there a shot that this national semifinal gets as many eyes as that one? I, I think there, there might be. Do you know what the most viewed game of this tournament was so far? It was Carolina and St. Peter's on Sunday. Was it really? So four of the seven most viewed college basketball games in history have involved either Duke or Carolina. So, I mean, I think this has a lot of potential. There's a lot of buzz about this, obviously. And all the storylines with Coach K is last yeah. year. Can he go out with six? It's his 98th game against Carolina. Here, I, I think from an intangible aspect, Carolina is really free rolling here. They weren't expected to be here. Mm-hmm. They have an opportunity to knock Krzyzewski out and not give him a title, right? They're 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 playing with house money. The pressure will be more on Duke. I think Duke's the better team. If they can get Baycott in foul trouble early, I think they can really take control of this game. I think it's good that they got punched in the face in the second half at Cameron and, and can see that this Carolina team can dominate them at times because. And that first game in Chapel Hill, it was a no contest. Mm-hmm. They were up like 18-2, to two and the game was over. So I really like Duke here. Uh, I would lay – I have a future on them to win the tournament that I bet after they beat Texas Tech. So I'm not going to bet the game itself, but I would lay the four and a half here. All right. So uh, we look towards the calendar, and now we're in April, and it's April Fool's. And there's people being goofy on Twitter and – I saw a fake ESPN account that said Kirk Ferentz was retiring, and all the April Julian Fool's Edelman's jokes. Julian joining Brady, right? All all those different things. But we're looking at the calendar and thinking towards the end of the month, and that is, of course, the NFL draft. You told us on the TV show. I thought this was very interesting mm-hmm. for a radio audience. The NFL draft, from a bookmaking perspective, from what you guys do at Circus Sports, this is not something you guys like to do, right? No, we want no part of it, none, <laughs> none whatsoever. It's wild. I, I, it's, it's awful. We're still debating on what we're going to do. Um, uh, Derek's trying to really push the guys to say uh, we, we pass and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and sort of use that almost as a marketing angle. Just come out there and say, yeah, we're not going to book it. You know? um, we can't be all things to all people. We're, we're good at a lot of things like golf and the Masters coming up and, and futures and all that. But we just can't be all things to all people. I, I am, my guess, if I had a bet, we'll probably offer a very limited limited window on it especially because it is in las vegas right and we're going to be showing it at stadium swim and in the book and all that so but it's tough because look i mean there's too many people that know who's going to draft what i mean anybody's family that works somebody works in a front office has a tremendous advantage betting sure markets it's it's you know you're betting on 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 human choices so it's, it's very tough to win it. No, when we spoke with you on TV early in the week, you said you were trying to uh, make the arrangements to have some of the second-day picks announced at Stadium Swim. Will you be able to pull that off? Yeah, it looks like that. I'd wow. say it's 80-20, yes, wow. that we're going to have anywhere from 12 to 15 guys expected to be drafted in the second round or third round at Stadium Swim on Friday. And uh, we'll have an area set up for them there. And, you know, if they're picked, then they can go and do their interview uh, right from there. And I think that'll be great exposure for the property and a good time for those kids as well. No doubt about it. Last thing for you, since you mentioned the Masters and the Futures, and you're absolutely right to get the best bang for your buck, betting golf at Circa. Uh, what what are you seeing so far? Have you seen a lot of Tiger play? And who are some of the uh, the players that the public is gravitating to, Mike? Well, I got to tell you, these Tiger props are are getting more action than the rest of the all of the, the bets. Really? Line. I mean, the, you know, we have the prop. Will he complete one stroke in the tournament? This this thing is getting hit. This thing is moving up and down. I mean, it got to 
Will he complete one stroke? Yes, minus a thousand. You could get no plus. I think it was plus seven dollars or plus six seventy five. And you know, people when it got to that price, then people started betting the, the no. I mean, what if he tweaks his back? We're still a week out, and then then it came down. It went from minus a thousand to minus seven hundred. Got down to five, and then they started hitting it again at minus five on the yes. I mean, it's amazing how many bets they're just on. Will he, will he play or not? Interesting. Mike Palm, <laughs> VP Sports, Circus Sports. We will see them on TV, well, four weeks from tonight yeah. is round number two and three of the NFL draft. Mike, we'll talk to you next Friday. Mike Palm, VP of Ops, Circus Sports. Mike, thank you. Good luck on the Final Four, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Mike Palm. Circus Sports, as we catch up with our friends in Las Vegas. So if we determine we cannot bet the Cy Young in Iowa, correct? Right. That is a voting. So MVPs, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, yep. those are ones that are not allowed currently under state law. And I don't think that that got to the legislators this I don't year. We think so. We, we got I, some bigger problems out there, unfortunately. No, that's true. Yeah, that that's true. Um, but maybe one day. Selfishly, you and I would love it. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, and, and for the for folks that St. Peter's fans, if there was such a thing, mm-hmm. and you live in New Jersey, you can bet on your team. Yep. You can't bet on the college team. Illinois, likewise. Connecticut, that is now available. UConn women, I heard somebody complaining on really? a podcast that they're in Connecticut. Yeah. It was, it was uh, the Bear, Felica. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to bet on the UConn women. Couldn't because he's in Connecticut. No, so I guess we should um, be grateful that yes. we can bet on Iowa and yeah. Iowa State game. Can't bet on head-to-head props, but the fact that we can uh, bet on the two needle movers, uh, a, it's good for business for them, uh, and I understand why they do it. Who's going to get that Cyhawk lineup first for this fall? You know what? Are we waiting until right after spring football? Oh, we should plant that seed. Yeah. yeah, Because it, that'll be a, a good publicity for, for mm-hmm. one of them, whoever comes out with it first, right? Yep. Uh, why don't you text Mike back? I will. <laughs> Good stuff. We will uh, come back. Speaking of Cyhawk, the Cy in that is Iowa State. And Dave Sproul covers them for KSI, and he's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive, while Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. and you- One for podcasting. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282 3000 282 3000 it's global direct mail and marketing it's us only
Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, you get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, Doctor De- in West Des Moines. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Approaching 1130 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Get our buddy Dave Sproul in here, KSI 1430 on the AM dial. Talk some basketball, TJ's roster undergoing a makeover. Guys coming in, or I'm assuming, guys leaving. Uh, we'll get to that, get some football as well. Did you know Trent Condon, and Dave Sproul joins us, hello mm-hmm. Dave, that um, Iowa State's transfer linebacker, I believe his, his name, last name is Reader. Dave, is it Cody Reader? I believe that's right, yep. Cody Reader. His brother was a starting linebacker on the world champion Los Angeles Ram- Troy Reader. I had no clue. I did not either until I mm. saw it this good uh, bloodlines this past. Yes, I'll say both went to Delaware, and uh, brother Troy has a Super Bowl ring. Isn't that right, Dave Sproul? Uh, that is correct. Well, we're taking Randy Peterson's word for it anyway. He did. He wrote the. That's where I read it. Okay. Register about Cody. Yep, exactly right. So I, I think we can trust Randy on that front. Absolutely can. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into football before we do basketball. What uh, what kind of um, I guess news is coming out of it? The reader thing was good. He's uh, you know obviously he's got a lot of defensive coordinators. He's I saw in the same article that I read he's twenty five years old. Um, so he's coming into a spot that. They've had some uh, that there's some playing time opportunities. At least one could assume, uh, and he's probably going to be a guy that takes some of that uh, some some of that playing time, right? Yeah, one would imagine uh, from reading that article. You know, you you get kind of both sides of the coin there. On the one hand, he's been through a lot of different coordinators and uh, has had to learn a lot of new things in his career, but he's also got quite a bit of experience. Maybe not at the Big Twelve type of level. But uh, he's been on the field before, and he's probably got a pretty good head on his shoulders at his age and his experience. So that should help some of the guys around him. So, yeah, I have no idea if he'll be uh, you know, a starter or a role player or whatever, but obviously there's some value to having a guy like that on your roster. So many new names out there. Yeah. As we went through, of course, got the extra the COVID year last year, and basically everybody returned. So of this new group, uh, let's go position group. What's the one taking quarterback away because that's the easy answer with Brock Purdy and, and seeing what happens there. What's the position group that you feel like you have the most questions going into 2022? Uh, the other easy answer is probably running back. I mean, it's a big gap yeah. uh, to, to fill uh, with the loss of Brees Hall. And we know uh, a little bit about Jirel Brock, and we've seen some what he can do. He got the start in the bowl game. Uh, we've also seen a little bit of uh, Deion Silas and Eli Sanders mm-hmm. and uh, Kirk Tavius Norton, I hope I'm saying that right, is a true freshman. I think we're going to get our first look at him in actual Iowa State pads uh, tonight at that open practice. He's a, a kid out of uh, Georgia who I know they're high on, so uh, that'll be an interesting battle. And the other thing I'll, I'll be looking to see will be the offensive line. There's yeah. going to be some new starters up front there. Some returning experience, obviously, but 
some holes to fill, and it hasn't been the most stable position for Iowa State even through the success that, that Matt Campbell has had. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, along with Downing and Simmons, Remsburg, guys with experience, who else are, is going to be working with kind of that, that first team and who's kind of working together on the second team. And that's something I, I think we should be able to observe a, at least a little bit as they go through that practice tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next two weeks as well is going to be very beneficial um, because there's just there's so much change, right? You never mentioned tight end. And and Colter and Allen, such productive careers that they've had. I'm not saying that you're wrong to say running back when you couldn't say quarterback because that's a huge question as well. Seemingly the offensive line is always a question. But Kohler um, and, and Allen, Kohler, I mean, he's had some generational numbers at that position in Ames. Uh, so there's some holes. This is going to be fascinating. Dave and I, you, since I'll phrase the question differently, you can say quarterback because we're going to talk about Hunter Deckers. How much um, scrutiny will he be under everything he does these next three weeks? As I'm assuming that he's going to get the majority uh, of opportunities, right? I mean, how much scrutiny is going to be on Hunter Deckers? Oh, I'm sure, if not all eyes, a great many eyes yep. will, will be on Hunter Deckers just to to see what he does. And I, I don't know how much we'll be able to draw conclusions. Uh, on some of those more, you know, skill position type, uh, situations because so much depends on what kind of talent you have around you and, uh, how good your blockers are. But we, we've, we've seen him in action in actual games in meaningful stretches of games, particularly at Oklahoma last season. And so we, we know that he's got the leg up experience wise and is probably the guy who's at QB one, at least right now. So, uh, Everybody's going to be, you know, looking at how he throws his passes. How deep can he throw? Is he going to, you know, really uncork one and, and see how strong that arm really is? And that'll be a, a very fascinating uh, thing to watch. And you know, you got to keep an eye on the, the other guys too because it was, it's remarkable how, how durable Brock Purdy was in his career. But it's a very injury-prone position in and of just in and of itself by its very nature. So you got to keep an eye on some of the other guys who are competing for playing time and might. Uh, have a little, uh, or might get the chance to, to see some action as well. Yeah, Bowman being one of them. Yep. Let's get into a little basketball. Of course, this is the time where Iowa State, they have retooled their roster over the years and done very well in the transfer portal, even before it was a portal in the transfer market. There's so many names that are out there. How do you keep engaged, Dave? We know you're not a big recruiting guy by any means. How do you kind of take a look at this and go and, and the work you do at KSI trying to keep the people of Ames and Story County informed because there's just so much information. It feels like almost every guy, this guy's transferring. Here's his list. And Iowa State's on that list too. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't, I've been on vacation, you know, for the last week or so. So I haven't been paying too close of attention to what's going on with the transfer portal in the immediate aftermath of the, the end of the season. Uh, and I haven't seen a lot, I haven't come across a lot of guys who, from what I can tell, have Iowa State listed on their potential destinations. So I'll kind of wait back and, and see how it all plays out. I, I think one of the things I've learned is that you hear a lot of things, but what actually happens can be very different. So I'm going to kind of sit back and wait for something to actually happen and not speculate based on you know where a guy might end up and wait for somebody to actually make an announcement or make a commitment before that becomes news, at least in my mind. Uh, so we'll see how it all plays out, and, and we'll see if there's any other changes with the current setup. I, if I'm not mistaken, Gabe Kalsher still has another season of eligibility left due to the COVID year, and I don't, I haven't heard anything on his front, nope. whether he's coming back or moving on. And what could happen with Tristan Enaruna, a, a guy who was in and out of the lineup and seemed at times to be maybe in the doghouse or just buried on the bench for a while and then came back late in the season and played a, an important role in a couple of games. So uh, I don't know if he is 
have got the appetite to, to move on somewhere else and or maybe try to uh, make a pro career out of out of you know w- w- his life uh, from this point on. So that'll be two names to watch certainly on the current team, and then uh, we'll kind of keep half an eye on uh, how the how how else it unfolds with guys coming in through the transfer portal as well. Indeed, you know Isaiah Brockington, uh, Dave. Where would you rank him as far as the? You know, the one-year guy, DeAndre Kane, uh, Royce White was here for a couple of years, but he had a sit-out year, correct? Yeah. He only played one year. He yeah. sat for a year. So I would think that he was such a unique player, right, Royce White? DeAndre Kane had a phenomenal, phenomenal one-year run. But each of those guys, maybe Royce White didn't have the talent around him. Uh, I think Kane had more, clearly. Um, but Brockington carried this team most nights in the Big 12. Was his impact maybe, would he, would he fall right underneath Royce White in your mind? Yeah. It, it of the one-year guys. Same, yeah, of the guys who played just one year at Iowa State. Uh, he's certainly in that club along with Kane and White. And I think similar to those two guys, you know, the, they came on early in Fred Hoiberg's tenure and kind of set the tenor as to what to show what a transfer can do at Iowa State. And similarly, Brockington kind of showed in, in a lot of ways what can be accomplished with a new coach here now with T.J. Altoberger. And without, you know, Brockington, it's hard to imagine where Iowa State would be because even with him, the offense as a whole was not very good. Uh, but with him, he, you know, he carried so much of that offense and kept them competitive in, in so many games and also bought in on the defensive end. You know, he might not have been the best defender on the team, but he certainly uh, gave us much effort on that end. So he really helped set a tone for what Alzelberger wants to do here at Iowa State, much like Payne and, and White set the tone for, for what uh, Fred Hoiberg wanted to do back in the day. It's expectations. They have changed. When you do what you do in year one for T.J. Alzelberger, the expectations are going to be high. Where are your expectations? Not knowing what the roster is going to look at right now, do you feel like this program's back, back to becoming a perennial NCAA tournament team at the very least? Well, I, I think an unexpectedly good season can be a double-edged sword in in that sense that expectations have been raised to a point where now you do expect Iowa State to at least contend for the NCAA tournament on a yearly basis. Maybe there's one or two step-back years or rebuilding years mixed in there, but this is a team that has shown, and a coach in Otzelberger who has shown, you can rebuild very quickly if you get the right guys in place by use, utilizing that transfer portal, and I know he'll focus more on high school talent, too, as as his tenure goes along at Iowa State, but now you have raised the stakes and, and you've raised fan expectations and, and my expectations to a certain degree as well. I, I try to pride myself on being a little more reasonable than, than fans might be who are guided more by emotions, but you know, he's, he's set a standard now where, yeah, you, you expect Iowa State to be in contention, if not in the uh, tournament uh, on an almost yearly basis. Uh, you're both Twins fans. There is some news in your division. A.J. Pollock has been traded from the Dodgers to the White Sox in exchange for Craig Kimbrell, who will t- take that uh, closer role with the Dodgers. I don't know what's left there. I like this move for the White Sox. I do. Kimbrell, it, was it just the fact that he was the setup guy that caused him to yeah. stink as bad? You think that's it? I think that is. That, well, we'll see. I, I mean, he's been, he was good with the Cubs. At the end. At the end, yeah, good with the Cubs, uh, but never great. I'm anxious to see. I think that we'll look back in this and think the White Sox won this trade, which isn't good to you two Twins fans. (laughs) Dave, what are your expectations on your your Minnesota Twins this year? 
Yeah, I'm very mixed at the moment because they obviously they need more pitching, and I don't think they're going to make a significant uh, move here before the start of the season. It, it would it would appear, uh, but with the addition of Carlos Correa, um, boy, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty huge. And what he's going to do for that offense, and obviously, you know, he's a great defender as well. And I would say, or excuse me, the Twins should be uh, pretty strong up the middle defensively, uh, and that'll help make the pitching better. Uh, but I would expect my expectations at this point are now to, you know, with the expanded playoffs, to at least be in contention uh, for a wild card spot. I don't have any illusions about overtaking the White Sox, and I think the division as a whole is going to be better because I don't think the Royals and, and Tigers are going to be the dregs that they've been in the, the past because some of that young talent is coming of age, so they'll be better teams. And the the division as a whole is going to be a tougher competition. But with the playoff expanded now, with a guy like Carlos Correa in your lineup, the Twins should certainly be in wild card contention when we get into august and september good stuff so you're going tonight are you to watch the practice oh, yeah i'll be there it's practically my home office you can't be so is it that's true ames high school tonight gilbert yep. next week east high school the following week what time do the the event start? Is it all like six what time is it dave i think five o'clock i think for each i know tonight's is five o'clock and i think that's the plan for the two in the next two weeks as well. Good stuff. We'll talk about that, and I'm sure the uh, basketball roster will be changing uh, before then as well. Thank you, Dave Sproul. Appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Good to talk to you, Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 on the AM dial uh, in Story County. Second place team in the, in the Central? No. You don't think so? You like the Tigers? Detroit. Maybe not even third. I, Should I went- you have kept Barrios? Yes. I think so, too. I went down the Bobby Wood Jr. rabbit hole last night. He's really good. Royals fans. You've got something there. you got six years of yes. awesomeness, it feels. Right. I, I know I've missed on prospects before. No, but, but this isn't. This one's a can't miss. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> this one's got a real chance. I think so. I do, too. I do, too. They've been waiting for me. He was close last year. And what are the Indians doing? Not the Indians. The Guardians. What are the Guardians doing? You have Shane Bieber, yep. still one of the best pitchers in the American League. I think he's the second choice to win this Cy Young. You got one of the top offensive players. If you're going to break it down, just break it down. Mm-hmm. Can you get a King's Ransom for Shane Bieber right now? Absolutely. I guess wait till closer to the trade deadline. I, I don't get it. No. Jose Ramirez is still there. And they're re-signing him, apparently. Because they had an offer on the t- Toronto was going to take him. It's going to take him. They wanted him. <laughs> Toronto, you, you realize you only get 26 roster spots, right? What, what more do they need? How about the Dodgers? Yeah, both of them. I know it. There it is. Let's just call it in right now. Works for me. I need to go to Circa right now and get one of those exacta bets. Uh, the exacta who's going to yes. play in the World Series? Dodgers over Blue Jays. What price do I get? No, you got it wrong, though. It's the other oh, way around. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I'll just bet the right both teams. Yeah. Uh, let's do this. First four callers right now, 515-284-5966, 215 Five nine six six. The phone lines are now open. Five one five two eight four five nine six six. We had them all busied on purpose. You can get in now. The first four will play for Claxon's Barbecue. When we continue, Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three. Flora Association. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop. 
in Ankeny, Urbandale. See store for details. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-LG Center of Iowa. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have RushOnClub.com. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Final segment of the week for us. When's your high school baseball start? Uh, end of May. End of May. Yes, this and is my you, quiet time of the year. Well, enjoy the month of April. Well, you got a couple of months. Yeah, basically two months and get to know the family a little bit Absolutely. better. Absolutely, good. Jack will start two-year-old soccer tomorrow morning. Uh-huh. There's a, such a thing as two-year-old soccer. Oh, it's going to be great. Do they get a uniform? Oh, they get a t-shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. He'll, he'll have his soccer shorts on, and we got some long socks for him, and he's got Ella's old knee pads and or shin guards, and right. away we go as we watch. Still, they're how, announcing the World Cup qualifier right now. How long does a two-year-old soccer game take? Too long. I mean, is it a half hour? It's like 20 minutes of practice, 20 minutes yeah. of a game. Right. And, and the, they just follow the ball. Oh, yeah. Just, just mob. <laughs> It's wonderful. I bet it is. All right, Bill, John, Terry, and Randy, you'll have your opportunity here to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. They've been in business in Altoona for 25 years, serving barbecue. Yes, it's restaurants that last a quarter of a century. They must be doing something right, and Claxons Barbecue certainly passes that test every single time. You can find them online, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com. Hello, Bill, how are you? Great. I meant to tell you this morning when I saw you on your walk, you yeah. were right. It was one of the first days in a couple of weeks or so that it wasn't windy. It was, and we were deserving it, right? It was brutal out there. Yes. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, we pass each other a couple of times a week, seemingly, Bill and I do. This does not allow him access to the Claxons contest any more than <laughs> any of the other participants out there. All right, Bill, Duke That's is true. It is absolutely true. Duke is a four-and-a-half-point favorite over North Carolina. I'll take Duke. Kansas, four and a half over Nova. Kansas, big. Who wins the national championship? I think Kansas does, and I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think they do. All right. Uh, here's a uh, the UConn-Stanford women's semifinal tonight in Minneapolis is a pick UConn or Stanford? Stanford. Here's the tiebreaker, Bill. Closest without going over. Both men's semifinals tomorrow. Total points in both of those games. What's the over-under, Kenny? Trent? We got a, like a 151 and a 133, something like that. So about 280 combined. Yeah. I'll go 279. 
Thank you, Bill. See you tomorrow. Appreciate it. All right, Pat. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bill joins me on my walk. Do you guys walk together ever? No. Just pass each other. Just pass each other. Just pass each other on the trail at Otter Creek. Anyways, John is with Miller and Condon. Hello, John. Hi, how are you guys? Doing fine. Duke's a four and a half point favorite over UNC. Duke? Kansas, four and a half over Villanova. I'll take Villanova. Who wins the national championship? Duke. UConn Stanford, pick them today, semifinal up in the Twin Cities. UConn. Uh, tiebreaker, uh, John, closes without going over. Total points in both men's semifinals. 270. John, enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Appreciate it. Uh, Terry's with Miller and Condon. Hi, Terry. Hi there. Uh, Duke is a four and a half point favorite over North Carolina. Duke. Kansas gives four and a half to Villanova. Villanova. Who wins the national championship? Duke. UConn, Stanford, women's semifinal tonight. Pick them. UConn. Total points, both men's semifinal, closest without going over. 283. Terry, enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Thank you. And Randy brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Randy. Thanks. How's it going, fellas? Good, thank you. Duke's four and a half point favorite over UNC. Uh, Duke. Kansas gives four and a half to Villanova. Uh, Villanova Moneyline. Take, oh, I like it. What makes you say that, Randy, out of curiosity? I, you know, I, well, for what, I just don't like Kansas. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> that's pretty much the only reason. Gotcha. Who wins the but national? I think, they, I think Villanova will win. I do, for, for some reason. I know Moore's out, but still, I, I think uh, I like Jay Wright as a coach. He always yeah. does pretty good in the tournament. So. No doubt about it. So are you going to take him to win the national championship? Because that's the next question. Uh, yes, I am. All right, well done. Uh, UConn or Stanford, women's semifinal tonight in Minneapolis. To pick them. Uh, Stanford. And the total points in the semifinals tomorrow, Randy. Both games closest without going over. Well, I was going to go 282, but well, I got I went 283, so I'm going to go 284. You got it. Thank you, Randy. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks. Thank you. you Thank did. you for listening. Thank you for participating in Claxon's giveaway each and every Friday. Hate this. We got a consensus. What is it? It's Duke. Duke. I'm telling you. Caroline and the points. Huh? I think that's the play when everybody's going one way. I know it is. Speaking of that, I, I saw bet percentages uh, from our buddy Troy Macker. Travis Dvorak of Wild Rose sent that to us this morning. Yeah, Let's take a quick peek. This is from Bet Rivers. Uh, on the spread right now, 57% of the money, 51% of the bets on Duke. So it's not okay. overwhelming publicly. Yep. Kansas, Villanova. Kansas getting 60%. Of the money against the spread and 62% of the bets. Randy's confident. He likes yes, Nova he outright. I just hope they're good games. That's all we right. want. Right. I mean, I don't even need a buzzer, but just keep me on the edge of my seat. That's all we ask. And then the same thing on Monday. So actually, we're asking for more For three that. games. That's right. The final three games of the year. Baseball this time next week. Golf this time next week with the Masters. Oh. Uh, Tiger playing? We don't know. We don't know. Make you a s- bet right now. Yes. Tee in the ground Thursday. Yes. You're betting the yes. I am. Are you? Yes. I think so. I, I hope come, so. And you know I'm not an optimistic guy as it pertains to sports. I'm optimistic about this one. I, I'm buying it hook, line, and But sit. you don't have him making the cut. You would no, bet against not. that. I would bet against that. Mm-hmm. He's no Luke List. <laughs> Your guy's off to, he's after he's, a pretty good tournament. I, yeah, he is. <laughs> Guy I'd never heard of when you mentioned him earlier in the week. 37-year-old, career journeyman. Uh-huh. Par, he's a horse for the course, though. 
according to this one analytics site I looked what, at. Now, what did you bet? Do you have him in the top 10? Uh, I have him top 20. Well, he is this morning. Yeah, he's in good shape there. And to win it, he was 90 to 1. I know you bet And that. I saw, I think it was it was DraftKings. He was down to 55 to 1, though, last night. Smart or, money or coming night. in, Trent? Well, I guess so. The smart money's falling. My $5 all of a sudden is moving lines. It must be. Good mm. stuff. All right, we are out of time. Appreciate you spending the, well, the 10 to noon portion of the program uh, a week here with us. We're grateful for you for doing just that. More local programming coming your way. Lots more. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics are in here at 3. Don't miss the Saturday morning pregame tomorrow morning. It's at 8 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. Thanks for being with us. Weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.